It's the Taking It On with Paula Price podcast with your host, Paula Price, taking on the issues, representing Jesus Christ, unapologetically truthful, taking on popular opinion, and now your host, Paula Price. And the psychics like us. Because there's no weight. There's no clout. There's no supernatural pushing and backing. Because you're out of the institution. Forget being out of the office. You're out of the institution. Does that speak to you? So you have someone who is seeing and saying. You just don't know by what spirit or if they can even detect the spirit that is supplying them the information for your prediction. You don't know. What are you gonna gauge it by? Remember, let's go back to the supermarket and this quality pair. So as we go forward and dig in today, you need to understand you have probably never encountered biblical prophetics. You've, you've encountered church prophetic, congregational prophetic. You understand that. But you've never encountered biblical prophetics. Now, why do I say that? Because we still don't know who the Moses on the planet is. We still don't know where the Daniel is. We don't know where the Samuel is, do we? When we decide to measure a prophet, we don't measure them by those that God immortalized. We don't measure by expertise, we measure by experience. My heart burned in me. My no one knew, my my baby leap, my leaper jumped. I got acid reflux. So it's subjectivity trying to reconcile subjectivity. Now I wrote a book, my latest book is Assessing Your Prophetic Self. Because if you're going to criticize something, the least you can do is give the solution. So it's over there on the book table, and it is really a compilation of the tactics the strategies, methodologies that I use to examine a prophet. Now, when people tell me they're a prophet, I pretty much don't care. Well, because I want to sit and hear you talk, hear you speak. I want to hear the mantle speak. I want to hear the office speak. I want to hear the attributes speak. And all prophets have a particular commonality. Particular commonality that separates them from the other. And I call that distinction, thank you so much. I call that distinction the prophet spirit. Because that's what scripture calls it. Not everybody has the prophet spirit. You may have a gift to prophesy. But you don't have to have a prophet spirit. Because God speaks through everyone in the body and out of it, to be honest with you. 
So you may be used to speak into a future situation. You may be able to say, hey, I see the Lord, because the Holy Spirit is using everyone. And that is why the Greco-Roman model, this is the book, so you can all ask for it. The Greco-Roman model fails us because it doesn't require the prophet spirit. It requires a prophesying spirit. In other words, it requires a deity. So when you, when you have a prophet spirit, the first thing you want is to make sure you don't say what the God of your spirit isn't saying. You will recognize a prophet not by their prophecy enthusiasm, but by the lack thereof. Won't you? Because the prophet realizes that if I have a prophet spirit, then I have something other, other factors, other resources, and, and other um, powers that are supporting that spirit to go out beyond my human reach to make that word happen. So Satan has always, always distorted the prophetic. Always. And he's done it because he understands that the prophetic has a performance guard, a guardian force. Spiritual protocratics is the name I gave to them, and they're the ones to see to it that whatever comes out of God's prophet's mouth does not fall to the ground unfulfilled. So a prophet, a real prophet is going to say, yeah, well, that sounds good, but how do I know it's going to happen? How am I going to make it happen? And so you live your first five, ten years trying to figure out how, five years, how it's done, and in five more years, how to get it done. Not a gift. A gift wants opportunity. A gift wants the mic. A gift wants your ear. That is not wrong. Because the Holy Ghost speaks through everyone, and if there is no official prophet in the area, then he's going to use gifts. But that doesn't mean that they are in his employ. They're not an instrument. They're a communicant. And the difference is the communicant is going to give you news. The instrument is going to get it done. So when I train my prophets, when I train my prophets, I tell them, coming out the gate, when you first get in my class and in my school, don't prophesy. We don't need your gift. So I tell you, you can, we do it. You have to sign on. No, you're not prophesying. We got prophets who can prophesy. And if we can't hear from God, you shouldn't be in our school. Because <laughs> why are you here? And why are we here? Not only that, we don't want you to prophesy because 
it is, uh, we're ultimately training you for professional practice, not an entertainment opportunity. You don't even know how many times your prophecies were wrong because you didn't say with the people to find out if it, if it happened. So you don't know if you were wrong or right. You can't say I got a 90% accuracy. Nobody can verify it. Have you ever thought of that? Well, I, don't, I just give the word. What word? Whose word? What spirit? God? Devil? Who? Well, I know that they receive, the people receive bad medicine all the time, and then the doctor just gives them good medicine. It's like, oh, well, we're going to take you off that and put you on this because you're clearly. Isn't that how it goes? But you have no one, no one to say you have a so-and-so percent accuracy. There is no one in your freelance, freestyle world of prophesying that can say that when you spoke, it happened like this, or it happened but not like that. You have no one to assess you. And we don't want to be assessed because we have a quirky feeling, which is in my book, a quirky feeling about prophecy, and that is that it can't be assessed, it can't be held accountable, it can't be judged, it can't be evaluated because it's the word of the Lord. So I ask you today, if that is our standard and if that is what prophecy is, then what is a sermon? You sell houses, get married, you change your relationship, get divorces, you do a whole lot of things based on a sermon from a pastor who tells you he got it or she got it from God. Isn't that what you do? You go to church for sermons. You go to a shepherd for a message. Isn't that what you do? And then you got your tithes because you say that the prophet's word is of the Lord, but the prophet is not worthy of your tithes or your gifts. So the word of the Lord shouldn't be paid for, but yet you pay for the word of the Lord every week. You like that, don't you? Because you pay pastors for what they say is the word of the Lord, and most of it is so secular, you don't know if you're watching the news or you're watching the latest movie or anything, and you dig deep because you feel that that sermon may possibly be the word of the Lord. You come to a prophet, and how dare you expect money. Now, Paul wrote that if anybody gives you material, of spiritual stuff, you have to give them a material reciprocation. So you feel it's okay. You have to honor the pastor, and you're abusive to the prophet. As a matter of fact, we have a theological right to abuse a prophet. And it's historical because Jesus said 
that if you give one of these a, a cup of cold water and that you won't lose your reward and if you don't kill them. So what am I saying? Thinking differently about prophets and the prophetic. You have to check yourself because you had a prophetic friend that you insulted and got mad when they told you your pastor was off. Because the pastor deserves your respect and your honor, but the prophet earns your contempt because he's got the word of the Lord. Or the word may not be God. You'd never ask your pastor where they got that sermon from. How many of you say, so where you get that from, pastor? Even, even when you hear the words and you know they got it from an unclean or at least an unorthodox place, you still, somebody hear me. You, you talk yourself into accepting sermons. You go to a Christian school where they don't teach you anything about Christ and you celebrate it as the lifesaver and the life changer that got you into success. So if we don't clear that up, we're not going to make it. The prophetic was not revived on the office. The office has yet to be fully opened. The prophetic was revived on prophecy. Does anybody hear the difference? It was God reinstituted the prophetic on prophecy because that's how you do anything. You have to do, start with something people can see and relate to and then move back into the infrastructure. So we ended up with a free-for-all of people prophesying, saying what was or was not God, giving you no way of affirming or disproving a word even to protect yourself. All of the rules, I'll say, I will say at least 85% of those that I've run across, to be fair, but at least 85% of the rules and principle on a prophetic are about prophecy, about prophesying. You still don't know what an office does, but you know when you meet one, and you can't explain why. You know when you meet one. So you are, you are ill-equipped to judge a prophet. You've been taught that the prophet under the New Testament is not the same as the prophet under the Old Testament. I submit to you that that is error and heresy. And you know why I know it's error and heresy? Because... There's no difference between God. If Jesus Christ ends up at the end being, his testimony being the spirit of prophecy, that's revelation. And Paul starts talking about when you prophesy, mostly he's not talking to Jews. He's talking to Gentiles. And all of the things that he's handling and instructing, <coughs> they're Gentiles, because Paul's the apostle to the Gentile church. So what 
is the difference between an Old Testament prophet and a New Testament prophet. Mark your calendars for June 15th through the 18th in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Dr. Paula Price, author of the Prophet's Dictionary hosts her annual Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute. This year's theme is the station of the prophet in God's future, unlocking the future of the Almighty with the key of prophecy. Keynote speakers include Prophet Elizabeth Tyam Fook, Prophet C.T. Johnson, Assistant Chief Prophet Angela Powers, and Chief Prophet Tala Price. Register your teenagers for our youth conference. Our youth theme is Identity the Key to Destiny, Redeeming This Generation. Visit www.drpaulaaprice.com to register individuals, teens, and groups today. Thank you for listening to this segment of the Taking It On with Paula Price podcast. Be sure and tune in next time for the continuation of this insightful teaching. To obtain resources and training materials for how to think differently and live powerfully, visit Dr. Price's website at drpaulaaprice.com. Also, Follow Dr. Price on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Dr. Paula Price. See you next time.